0: Welcome to another episode of Conversations with the Balosmith, and we are so glad that you're here with us today. This week we will be featuring that beautiful, vivacious, and absolutely amazing Intisam, who also happens to be my sister by the way. Intisam is here to talk about her love of the outdoors and her experience of being a hiker and hopefully inspire you to take up an outdoors lifestyle as well. Thank you. Enjoy. Hi Intisam. Hi Leila. Hi. It's so nice to talk to you and it is kind of like a weird setup right now but it should be fun. It's an interesting thing and it's definitely a new experience for everyone both of us yeah but thanks for coming on to the podcast today and taking the time to offer your um fountain of wisdom to us all who are listening um so like i said in the introduction uh inti is my sister and she's an avid hiker hitchhiker she camps for fun um almost every weekend when she can and she is a an absolute lover of nature um one of the few people who i can say truly 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 enjoys to be out in nature so welcome to the show again um yeah so uh, my first question obviously i've known you all my life but for the benefit of our listeners um when did you first start getting into hiking and being outdoors and really um, loving nature or going out into nature. When did that happen? Um, I would say since, uh, you know, growing up in Meru, growing up in the hills of Meru and having, you know, it's, it was beautiful. There was yeah. a waterfall like five minutes away. That's yeah. definitely the into it, you know, and we went there pretty often. Yeah sorry quick interruption for the benefit of our listeners Meru is our hometown in Kenya and that's where uh, Intisam spent um, most of her childhood if actually all of her childhood and I spent a lot of my childhood there but continue. Yeah so going to the waterfalls that was quite a hike and I didn't even know to call that hiking it was just a beautiful experience you would hike down to the waterfall spend some time there go back home and um, yeah definitely feel very lucky to grow up in a setting like that. Okay can you kind of like give our listeners um, like a brief snapshot of what that place was like just to kind of because not everyone knows what it is like so just make them a bit more familiar with the surrounding and what exactly the waterfall was like, and what the hike—well, you know, quote unquote hike—was from home, and what kind of environment it was. Yeah, um, I mean, in general, you know, growing up with animals, and um, that it's all part of nature, right? So we would take a, take the dogs, uh, get on a dirt road yeah it was very close by so like five minutes yeah and you get to a spot and you know you start your descent and it's um I don't know maybe like a a mile and a half hike Mm -hmm. it's not much but there is quite a descent and yeah you know you have to climb back up um yeah a narrow road full of trees yeah, yeah. it really is, was lovely. Yes. Yeah. So, so Intisam, take us through a typical hiking day for you, a hiking trip for you. you pa- I know you pack up the car um, with your backpack and tent, and you make your way to the park. And once you get there, how does it feel like? The first thing that stands out is the quiet and the fresh air. It's, yeah, it's like um, a sense of, um, I don't know, it feels, to me, it feels a lot like being home. Mm. There's only trees, and you look around, it's, you know, you just hear the wind and the, you know, the sound of the trees and the leaves. Um, it's, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. It's mm. very peaceful. Do you ever get a bit antsy? in terms of like not having you know like distractions of mo- distractions of modern life around you uh, because some people who are not used to being out in nature do get a bit nervous not to have like technology around them do you do, do you ever get like that did you ever experience that in the beginning or did you never just go through that well uh, I don't know about technology because no, no. That switching off your phone when you're up there—that's that's one of the best parts. You, know, you don't mm-hmm. have to worry about that anymore. But a lot of the times, you know, you go with friends. You're mm-hmm. you're talking. You're having good conversations. Um, at night, you light a fire, and you know the fire has a way of just silencing everyone, drawing. it's you know like. Hypnos- hypnotic kind of mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just the fire and silence yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, it's very and, calming too and, isn't it yeah yeah no it is Um. you know usually you look up and there's as many stars as you can see everywhere there's this um, cute little imagery that it looks like heaven's floor has little holes Hmm. It's beautiful. It is, and you don't see that so much nowadays. I'm, I'm sure if I go back to Meru, there's still a lot of stars, but you know, not. Mm, it's good. You, you, know, you can see a good amount of stars, but there's still some light pollution. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's definitely a favorite part is when sun goes down, starts, sky gets dark, and the stars pop out yeah what what's been your your favorite park so far or your favorite spot so far uh it's <laughs> it's, it's hard to decide I, i've asked myself that question and i've you know asked my boyfriend that question as well and it's always you have to give it a lot of thought because everywhere you go is so different something mm-hmm. special about it um but Last weekend, uh, we took a four-day trip to Coyote Gulch. This is um, southern Utah, and Mm -hmm. it's famous for the red rocks. And it was um, was like a seven-mile hike in. Mm -hmm. First, you start walking into the desert, and then you reach this oasis. You know, the cold air hits you because there's some water around. Um, And it's just huge walls of red rock gosh that sounds amazing yeah no you look up and you just keep looking up and it just it doesn't end um it's so vast and you just it humbles you it's definitely a humbling experience so that that trip was amazing it wow. definitely yeah it sounds really amazing yeah do 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 you, do you would you say that it's like it's an, a spiritual experience for you Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because you connect to everything, you know. Mm. And what with the silence, you have time to think. you have or not even think, don't think. <laughs> when you're out there, just just sit there and experience. It's kind of like a meditative state. Mm. You feel a oneness. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. does, do you feel a sense of surrender? Like the way, the same way nature surrenders to what is, do you feel the same way? Do you just kind of like get in the rhythm of being in a state of surrender the same way nature does? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. It sounds just really, me. really nice. I mean, you're definitely the more outdoorsy out of all of the siblings, out of all of us, and... um it's It's really interesting to see it's just it's really really interesting to see um like I told you i I don't even think I've actually been camping yet, and it's yeah, it's on my list, but like I don't even know where I would actually start because obviously I have young children. I would love to take them out camping with me but I honestly don't know where I would even start so what kind of advice would you give uh, number one people who have never done it before but who really want to get out and experience nature and just disconnect from modern life and go out camping and number two people like us who want to go camping but they have small children are obviously concerned about, you know, uh carrying mm-hmm. modern convenience with us and issues about safety and occupying the children. What what kind of advice would you give to people like those, people like us? Uh well, you know, there's there's a lot of options and the resources are out there and that's you know the great thing about the internet. You just go in, search, you know, hiking, camping spots in your area. Um, A way to do it is, you know, you can just... There's um, cabins. You can Airbnb a cabin near Mm. a area. Just stay there for the night, you know, have your comforts, go out on a day hike, see the area, you know, come back home and, you know, enjoy enjoy your night. Um, That's a good idea. I've actually been cabining if that's a word I've been to cabins I went to this cabin out in Georgia a long time ago mm-hmm. and it that's was nice. in a small town called Helen and it was just really really picturesque it was so beautiful and just went out hiking during the day and at night you cozy up in a cabin and light up a fire and play board games oh it was so nice yeah. but yeah and it's, it's uh, nice <laughs> you know it's um it's like restful yeah you, know, you charge uh you quiet the noise for a little bit but i think if if camping you know like you said with small children if that's a big task the the aim is to just get out there mm. experience, you know your wilderness and experience nature mm. taking that fresh yeah. um but if you would like to go camping, um, a lot of people do RVs, as, you know, big families they're mm-hmm. like tired with RVs. Um, I like tents personally, you know, it's mm. less maintenance, it's um, more organic, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, I would say, you know, you just out a spot there's a lot of established campgrounds that's safe you don't really have to worry about anything um i would definitely check the the <clears throat> campground website to see if there's any animals if you need to tie up your food at night because you know utah has um has coyotes yeah, yeah. There areas yeah and um, i would yeah. imagine different areas have different kinds of animal issues yeah yeah yeah. yeah but there's resources out there um in terms of what you need you don't you just need to pack your meals so something simple sandwiches or hot dogs like yogurt and granola for breakfast um just simple things you know you don't have to go all out um and you just need your tents, sleeping equipment you have to stay warm at night um yeah so that's thick sleeping bags um i have like a 30 degree one and it works fine i just go to bed with like you know warm clothing okay sweatpants sweatpants, socks a bar of soap do you can -hmm. you shower out there well you can or you can wipe down um Mm -hmm. there's also these bags they're like thermal showers it's just a black bag. It absorbs heat and then makes the water kind of warm. And it has a little shower head. Oh wow! Blumping it is definitely a thing. I had never even heard of that. Like a yeah. mobile shower. You you're just gonna tie it up on a branch. So it's like a bag, right? A thermal bag, so which absorbs oh, wow. heat. Especially if you're going out in the desert where it's you're gonna get dirty. Yeah. Wow, I've never even heard of that. How how do you carry your food stuff cuz everything's going to go in one big backpack, right? Um backpacking? Yeah. Yeah, you want to carry stuff that won't go bad. So, if you carry hot dogs, you want to make them the same night or if there's a stream running by, it's probably cold and it would keep your stuff good. Um but backpacking, you have to be very conscious about your weight. Because this, like our last trip was a huge lesson. I would definitely cut out some things because hiking seven miles in sand. Oh God. Heat, you know, it's... Um,
1: yeah. yeah,
0: that's like a recipe, a perfect recipe for cramps. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, you get tired. You need to take your breaks. With backpacking, you need to, you know, just listen to your body. Walk as far as you can, but also if you need to take a break on water... Water is always Mm. very important. If you go camping or hiking, have you have to have enough water. So you just carry your gallons of water. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe like Mm. two liters in your backpack, and there's um camel packs which are great. It's just like um, uh, it's called a bladder, water bladder. You fill it up with water, stick it in your backpack, and it has a tube running out. Um, okay it's very common yeah yeah Yeah, i I get i kind of get the visual right now as you you were describing it um Mm -hmm. and there's water uh, filters and life straws so you can just get water from a stream preferably Mm -hmm. and you just use a filter to filter out the water right yep yeah kind of reminds me of i don't know if you've ever read that book straight by I think is it Lost or Straight? But anyway, but it's by Cheryl Strait. Hmm. I think it's Lost. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I cannot like I cannot remember the title. But it's by Cheryl Strait and she hiked the Pacific Northwest. Oh. Alone. And that was her way of just coming to terms with some deep emotional trauma that she had experienced for most of her life. And mm-hmm. she chronicles her journey across the Pacific Northwest. I think it's the PCT Trail or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it runs from Mexico to Canada. Huh? It runs from Mexico to Canada. But it's... she hiked it from. Oh gosh, I think from New Mexico to Oregon. Well, wow. alone. No joke. Ah, that is that would be one hand yeah. over time. It was anyway. When you mentioned the filter, she does talk about like the filter was a character in and of itself in that book because it it came out so many times and it was so vital to the plot. So yeah, I can kind of like imagine it. Yeah, no water is so important. Yeah, you can oh. run out of food, but if you run out of water, that's yeah, you're kind of yeah. It's yeah yeah it's definitely trouble um and do you have like solar uh chargers for your phones no and see the phone is a very small aspect what you want like you do want your phone for pictures but you also don't want to be too obsessed with the pictures that you don't if you know mm. that your mind is thinking about the pictures and not mm. yeah in front of you yeah i agree with that uh most of the times we tend to view our experiences through a lens of some sort rather than just being in the experience of it itself or just behind a screen taking a picture or a video of the experience. It's, it's one yeah. of the most ironical things of modern day. Um, yeah, and pictures will never do it justice. Mm, it, isn't yeah. just like the best phone. It'll, it'll, it might look pretty good, but it will not give you the feeling that you know being at the in the moment will give you um yeah that's that's the other thing you have to be very conscious of your thoughts when you're Mm -hmm. out there to be present Mm. because you know there's you can you know there might be a snake or like this trip um we were warned of quick mud you know there's sharp rocks if you're not paying attention to where you're looking it it could be dangerous you could like twist your ankle you know and if you twist your ankle and you're in the middle of nowhere and you have a big backpack and you have some you know you have to go yes. back wow yeah, yeah it sounds like you definitely have to be in the moment for sure it's almost like a meditation in and of itself definitely yeah definitely um yeah no it's, especially when I'm walking up a mountain or down a mountain every time that I find my mind straying something you know I'll trip or I'll mm. twist my ankle a little bit and it's a it's a good lesson there's there's a, a ton of small lessons that you learn yeah you're constantly being pulled back into the present yeah and it's you know it's a lesson that if you're not present if your mind is always somewhere else you're not going to be in charge of what's going to happen. Yeah. Things will just happen with yeah. Oh, with it. I, yeah, it sounds it sounds amazing. Do you do you ever journal when you're out there cuz I know we talk about journaling a lot you and I. So do you ever kind of journal or kind of capture that feeling and put them into words or do you just not do anything but walk and eat and rest? Um, I journal when I get back home, but I uh, that that is a good idea. I should carry a little notebook. Up, it seems like journaling is the hallmark of every great adventurer. Like they, they basically leave everything else, but pen and paper seem to follow everywhere they go. They just like everything. They're, every time they're struck by something, or like the the end of the day, they sit down and they write every experience. I mean, gosh, can you imagine sharing that with the world? No, that that is a great idea. I'm, I'll definitely start doing that a little notebook. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. when you get there, to your destination, yeah, you yeah. do just sit down and look around. The destination is usually cool. It's like a um, panoramic view of the city, or a waterfall, or a pretty meadow. Yeah. So you look around, but yeah, yeah. No, I I will start doing that. Thanks. <laughs> That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah, you're very welcome. Wow, that sounds amazing. So, um, what? I mean, I definitely can see a lot of a lot more nature in the future for you and outdoorsy stuff and god if it was not the atlantic ocean between us i would have definitely joined you on the at least the shorter trips and had the kids also come out with you but can't so if we want to follow along on your journeys or on your adventures do you have any place where people can follow you or do you just not do you just prefer not to share that um. Yeah, I I post some Instagram pictures. Um, I'm trying to be, you know, very conscious of like external stimuli, because you know I know every post you get those yeah. dopamine hits, and I don't want that to be the hmm. basis. Of... I know the pictures are cool, and I think you know the things that people should see. So yeah, I guess Instagram, it, you yeah it's mostly it's mostly nature stuff anyway okay um are you open to people following you is that just a private account no if you if you want to follow and you want to see where i've been and because i i usually post the location as long along with the picture that's absolutely Mm -hmm. fine okay so do you want to share your handle with everyone um sure it's in t, introvert, so i-n-t-i n-t-r-o-v-e-r-t on okay. Instagram. Okay, great. And I will also link her Instagram handle. They're called handles, right? <laughs> <my gosh. laughs> I don't know if they're called handles or usernames. Mm-hmm. I so sometimes I, I feel like I'm, I'm 70. So- Anywho, I will link her account in wherever, you know, the description <laughs> bar and whatnot. Um, I don't feel really technologically savvy right now, but yeah, oh, we'll okay. go with it. Um, she... Yeah, so yeah, I'll link it below. And hopefully, um it sounds like you did, uh you were open to taking on that journaling idea. I don't maybe in the future you could even blog about your experiences I mean not while you're there but when you come back home and you've had a bit of rest and reflection you could kind of share the world because I kind of feel like there's so much wisdom to be gained from that and not everyone can go out into the wilderness and go out into nature obviously maybe because of financial constraints or maybe because of situational constraints or maybe because of a certain disability. So I feel like people could benefit from reading about your adventures. So if you're open to that, that would yeah. also be great. Um yeah. Um I yeah, I would say just, you know, try and go out somewhere with trees. There's just something magical about just the the vibration and just our relationship with the trees. And so even a park, you know, you might not be able to go out into the jungle or a forest. A forest. yeah. Um, but just yeah, any yeah. out in nature where there's, you know, where it's still kind of raw and like even a park would be fine, mm. but it's, it's important to get out there and the, fresh air is also very important yeah the the vibrational energy um sorry for sounding new agey but the energy is definitely different when you're out in nature versus when you're just trapped in you know so-called concrete jungle it's just so relaxing so yeah hopefully um once it um, kind of warms up a bit. I know we still have a couple of months to that, but once it warms up a bit, hopefully I could take my own children out there and camp and, you know, do something a bit more outdoorsy. We try, we go to the park and whatnot, but we've never really spent a night out. So maybe next year is the year when it will finally happen. Maybe I just have to go to London and experience that with you guys maybe you should maybe you should that'd be great (laughs) yeah all right well um that kind of concludes this interview um did you have any other words you wanted to add to this uh just to encourage people to get out there and just it's it's like i said it's a humbling experience it connects you to like a greater intelligence in the universe um and the body does get better with use so the more you know you go out there and walk and just you know utilize this you know this um organic part of ourselves uh, it's it's a very rewarding experience for sure yeah definitely and i can definitely see um how much you've evolved through time and ever since you started taking hiking you know, a bit more seriously. You did it a lot more frequently and consistently. I can definitely notice that there's been a change in you. You're definitely stronger physically, emotionally, psychologically as well. Um, mm-hmm. And you've also grown spiritually. So yes. I, I definitely so, can attribute to uh, nature and um, being out of nature to that. So it's fantastic. Yeah, huge part of it. I would mm. say that's absolutely fantastic yeah all right well thanks for your time and um hopefully at some point in the future uh maybe we can have you back and you know maybe catch up if there's any updates um you could tell us about them um and we could hear more about your adventures yeah it's always fun yeah definitely all right i will talk to you later then all right bye bye all right, bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Conversations with the Barlow Smiths. If you'd like to appear on the show, or if you know someone who you think would be a good guest to have on the show, please let me know. Have a nice week. Talk to you soon. Bye.